Take your Bibles and turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. Mark chapter 4. <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you who it was, but I want you to stop and think for a minute before we, before we read our Scripture. Somebody had, had a hand in seeing you get saved. Stop and think about it for a minute. Who was it? I've been several people, I realize that. Sometimes it's maybe a parent, maybe both parents, or maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, maybe a bus worker, maybe a neighbor, a friend, might have been a brother or sister, uh, but somebody probably, no doubt, had a hand in getting the gospel to you and getting you to a place where you finally receive Christ your Savior. Many times it's, it's, it winds up being several people, but God uses some people instrumentally in bringing you to that place. They shared the gospel, or maybe it was their life that you watched, the things that you've seen in their life that made a difference in your life. It might have been a co-worker. It might have been some, somebody that uh, you had been around, and you, maybe you had some same likes, and you got to know them. They got to know you, and you begin to find out something about their life, and through their life and different things, they begin to share with you what made the difference in their life. But I'd say probably every person in this room would have to say, you know, there was one or two people anyways that was instrumental in getting me to Christ. I want to look at something here tonight that may be a little more just teachy, I guess. I don't know. But I think it's something that is so needed that we be conscious of. And that is getting the Word of God out. We'll begin reading verse 1. It says, And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into the ship and sat in the sea. That, and, sat in the sea. and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. It came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had, no, had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground. And did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty and some sixty and some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables." that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven them. He said unto them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will ye know all parables? And he goes on and begins to explain the parable. He says, The sower soweth the word, otherwise the word of God. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. 
And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time afterward, then when affliction or persecution riseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. Back in verse 3, it says, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. The Bible likens the Christian to be as a sower. We're to take the Word of God. We're to sow as we go about everywhere that we travel, everywhere we're at. We're to be a sower. I'd like to preach the message, let us be seed sowers. And let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening, and Lord, the message tonight is nothing new to those probably sitting here and hearing, but Lord, it is something that is of a great need to be reminded of. So many times we get so busy with this world and with the things and the cares of the world that we fail to take the opportunities, Lord, to sow the Word of God. Lord, help us to, to be adamant and help us, Lord, to be willing and help us, Lord, to be aware of the need of getting the gospel out in this day and time. Have your will way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. You know, a while ago I mentioned that probably every person in here could, could point to somebody, not necessarily in this room, but somebody in their life that had a great impact in seeing them get saved and, and to come to the place of knowing Jesus Christ as, their, as your Savior. Sometimes it's somebody that really has that impact and then others work with them and and bring you to that place of salvation. But somebody makes that initial uh, sowing, you might see, of the Word of God in your life, whether it's by their testimony, whether it's by getting you in church, or, or you know, sometimes it's the fact that they were instrumental in getting you into church and under the preaching of God's Word to hear the gospel that you might get saved. And so they were very instrumental. They, that was part of the sowing of the seed, to get you there so that you could get the Word of God. A lot of times we're afraid to to say anything or to take that opportunity that the Lord gives us to sow the Word of God. But it's so important that we realize we have a responsibility. Can I ask you tonight, how can you pay back what Jesus Christ did for you? You can't. But what you can do is bring others to Christ. We can never repay the debt that was paid by Jesus Christ when He went to Calvary. But what we can do is share what He has come to do for all man with others. That they too might be saved, that they might have what we have. Because Jesus said I come, that He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And after He's left here, that responsibility falls back to you and me. That's our job. To seek that He might save those who are lost. So, the, you know... We might point you to a, an overwhelming thought also here that we're in the final harvest. We're in the final harvest. We're in the last days. And that's why it's so important that we take that responsibility seriously. 
In fact, we find over in John chapter 9, it says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The, the night cometh when no man can work. There's coming a time when we'll not be able to sow the seed. There's coming a time that uh, the Lord will catch those out of here that, that are saved and they'll not be here to sow the seed. We must do what the Lord has planned for us to do. It's so important that we realize the, the great need of every Christian to be a sower and getting the Word of God out in our day and time. We think sometimes, and, and we got to realize that it's every born-again Christian that has that responsibility to sow the Word of God. A lot of people think, well, it's the preacher's job, or the Sunday school teacher, or the bus worker, or, or the deacon's job. No, it's every born-again Christian. It is our job. It is our responsibility to be sowing the Word of God, to get the Word of God out. Too many Christians are sitting idly by thinking that, that someone else is going to sow the seed to those around them. But can I tell you, there's people that you can sow the seed to that I'll never be able to sow the seed to. There's people that will listen to you that will never listen to me. There are people that you will meet that I will never meet. There are people that, you, that uh, you'll never be able to get under my preaching. And, and they may be living a long ways off. They may be living in this town. But you may never be able to get them through those doors of that church. And it's your responsibility as well as my responsibility to reach those who are around us. And that's why we got to look at every opportunity that God gives us to get the Word of God out, uh, to share the gospel, to encourage people towards Jesus Christ. It's our responsibility. Uh, we find that, that uh, in James chapter 1, verse 22, he says, uh, But be ye doers of the Word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Many times we hear the Word of God preached week after week after week after week after week after week, and yet we do not with it what we should be doing with it. We should be applying it to our lives, but we should be sharing it with others that they might come to know Jesus Christ, or if they know Jesus Christ, that they might get back in church if they're out of church, that they might begin to live for the Lord, that we might encourage them in that form and fashion also. You see, uh, few have been given, you know, every, every one of us uh, have been given that... Uh, uh, a great commission to go and tell others of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That commission is not just for me, but it's for every single one of us. You see, many times people look as it was the preacher's job. No, it's every born-again Christian's job. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And so we're to get the Word of God out to everybody that we will preach here. This person is not interested in. I understand. You know what? A lot of people are not interested because they don't stop and think about their need. But we've got to still sow the seed. We've still got to go forth with the Word of God. We're to be sowers of the seed that goes out with a leaky basket, you might say, sowing everywhere we go. It doesn't matter where we're at. We should be sowing the seed, the Word of God. Well, preacher, a lot of people's not here. Go ahead and sow the seed. Well, preacher, this is not the appropriate place. Go ahead and sow the seed. Well, 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 preacher, hey, listen, if you got a leaky basket, you got the, I can't help it. You're just going to spread some seed everywhere you go. Amen. Amen. We ought to be sowing the seed everywhere we go. It doesn't matter whether, whether we're at, you know, where it is. And I understand there's constraints. And, uh, uh, and, and let me say this, there's, there's some constraints that we've got to be aware of. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we don't want to be obnoxious and do something that, 
that maybe if it's at work and they say, you, you can't talk about this. Well, I understand that. Uh, you, may have to, you may have to look for a different way of being a witness there at work. Your life should be a witness there at work. I'm going to tell you something. If you live as a Christian in an atmosphere where they say that you can't be a witness, people will come to you. But you've got to live that witness. And that means in, and I'll get into, in, in so many areas as character and everything else. And I, can I say this? Being on time. What do you mean being on time? Christian, listen to me. People are watching you and me. I like what uh, Brother Sam Davidson said one time. And I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just getting, this just came up. Grab it when it goes by. When you're my age, you never come again. <clears throat> There's a meeting that he had and had a new assistant pastor and he showed up five minutes late. Had all the board members there, or the, not board members, but the staff of the church sitting there waiting on him. He walked in. He said, I'm sorry. He said, and he sat down and said, for being late. And he looked at Brother Sam and said, well, I'm only five minutes late. He said, no, you're not. He looked at his watch and said, well, oh, yeah, well, five minutes. He said, no. And he looked at all the people and he goes, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. You're an hour late. He said, you took a... He said, you took five minutes out of everybody's life. You know what? People are watching our lives. And some things we take so lightly. At work, you may not be able to just openly give that testimony and sit down with the Bible and show them how to say everything, but you can be a testimony with your life. Character. And, 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 you know, walking away from the dirty jokes, not laughing at the dirty jokes, uh, not using the language of the world. And, and, and on goes the list of things that we can talk about. We may talk a little bit about some, but what I'm saying is, is that there are some restraints sometimes and we need to uh, be we need to be Christian about it, and uh, you're working for that, that person, and, and so you've got to be cautious about that. I mean, they, they hired you to be there uh, to do a job, but my friend, you can still be a witness on the job because you've got a leaky seed basket. And they see Jesus Christ in your life, and, and that will open up the doors where they'll want to hear more and want to see and there'll be a difference in your life. And you'll get the opportunity. You'll see them out at the store someplace. And there's your opportunity. They've been watching you. Now they're going to listen to you. It may be down, uh, downtown somewhere. It may be at the gas station. But there'll be the opportunity, hopefully, the Lord will open the doors. If you're faithful there, God will open the doors for you to be the witness to them that you need to be. Amen. And so we, we've got we've to realize that we're to be that witness wherever we go. And, and we're to sow the word of God. Sow the word. Look at verse 14. It says, the sower soweth the word. He soweth the word. There's nothing greater than the word of God. Uh, in, in your hands, you're holding the greatest thing that there ever was outside of the Son of God. And in fact, the Bible says that, uh, 
The, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who's that? That's Jesus Christ. He's called the Word. Amen? And so we, we have the Word of God, the written Word, and we're to share the written Word, not only this here, but also Jesus Christ with everybody that we come in contact with. It's the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ for salvation. Hey, listen, uh, it, it, it's your testimony of, of the, it may be, you say, well, preacher, I, I'm just nervous and, and I don't know how to go through the Bible and and, uh, and, and really share all those verses and everything and, 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 you know, go through what we call a plan of salvation. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. Tell them how you got saved. Tell them, you can even tell them what you prayed. Lord, forgive me. I come to my heart life, save me. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. And it will open the doors for them to, to desire to know more about Jesus Christ. And, and you maybe get them in church or, or somebody else can, can help with the Word of God and, and, and show them. It's the spoken Word, whether you may be quoting Scripture to them. You may be sharing the Word of God with them. And, and it's the spoken Word. That's, a, that's the seed that's been given to them. It may be a gospel track. Out there, and I just, uh, I didn't really switch them out. I, I did kind of switch them out, but this time of year we have what we call Christmas tracks, and I just grabbed a bunch of them out there. You got a little gospel track like that you can stick in your pocket or, uh, or some, your purse or whatever. Ladies, if you stick in your purse, my lens, you'll never find it. But anyway, uh, uh, in fact, if you go stick in the purse, get one of them big ones. You can find them in there, amen? But anyway, uh, we're talking about sharing the gospel with them, the, sowing the seed. You can take that right there. You can sit down with it. I have literally taken gospel tracks, sit down with somebody when I didn't have my Bible on me, take a gospel track and go through the gospel track. It's got the verses in it and lead them to Christ. Sowing the seed through a gospel track. It may be when you're at the, at, at the restaurant, you're going to leave a tip or whatever. You take that tip. I always take the tip. I put it inside and, and close it. So they can see it sticking out the end so they'll take the whole thing. You say, well, what if they just throw it, they'll just throw it away? They might. They may leave it on the table. They might throw it in the trash. But that's not my problem. I'm going to sow the seed. And so give them the gospel. Out there, there's a little bee track like that. There's one here, and this is a good one for, little, for kids out there. And it's for adults. A lot of us adults like cartoons, and it's got it's kind of pictures and stuff in there. For those of you that can't read, there's pictures in here, amen? And then, but uh, and it gives the gospel, and it's a Christmas track. There's, a, there's another one out there. Looks, this is God's simple plan of salvation. Really nice one to drop in a Christmas card to somebody. And it's got the gospel in it. And if you look at that in there, and it's, uh, that one's got small print, but uh, anyway, you might need a magnifying glass if you're trying to read it, some of you. But anyway, it's got the gospel in it. It's sowing the seed. These here are, 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 are uh, invites. You might say, Jesus is the reason for the season. Calvary Baptist Church. Oh, that's very, very nice. You flip it over on the backside, there's a gospel on it. Got our address, got the time of the services. But it's got the gospel on it. This one here, the same way. You can even use those to send to people at Christmas time. Put them in your cards. Sow the seed. Get the Word of God out. 
there's different ways of sowing the seed. It, it may be through uh, just talking to somebody. It may be laying the card down someplace or a track down someplace and just leaving it. He said, well, preacher, I just don't think people will pick those up anymore. I've watched people. I've, I've went into, I remember one that really stands out in my mind. I, I had been preaching a revival in Fredericktown, Missouri, and as I was was leaving there, uh, I thought, well, I'm going to stop at, at Hardy's and get me a hamburger and, and eat on the way home. And uh, it was late at night, and I went in there, and I ordered the hamburger, and I thought, well, I'm going to sit here and eat it instead of driving and eat it. So I went over and slid into one of the, the booths there and began to eat that hamburger. And I seen a, a young lady. She was over there, and she was sweeping or mopping. I forget what, which it was, and she got over there, and, and I ate my hamburger real quick, and I got up, and I left a gospel track on the, on the table there at Hardy's. You say, you leave a tip? Not at Hardy's. Then uh, I left a gospel track. <clears throat> Went outside and, and the thought came to my mind like a thought come to your mind. Should just pick that thing up, wad it up, and throw it in the trash. And I was sitting outside. It's dark outside. She couldn't really see me, but I could see her. She got over there. I seen her look down at that table. She reached over, picked it up, looked at it, opened it up, began to read it. She took her broom or mop, whatever it was. She laid it over against that. She slid into that, into that booth and continued to read that gospel track. Said, did she get saved? I have no idea. I drove away. But you sow the seed. It may be vocally. It may be uh, with a gospel track. It might be that because of your life, that people are watching because you've got a consistent life. Uh, it may be a note that you've written to somebody sharing with them the love of Christ. It may be a, 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 the, a gospel song. There's some good gospel songs that, my friend, point people to Jesus Christ. Well, well no, there's some, hey, listen, there's some songs that's got enough of the gospel. and It's going to stir their hearts and cause them to begin to search and seek the Lord. It's sowing the seed. It can be sown by a text, a podcast, by a phone, by mail, in person. There's so many different ways that the, the, the Word of God can be sown, especially in the day and time which we live in. Uh, even yesterday, uh, and, and we've been putting that, that little thing, uh, uh, we did, was doing the minute word, and then we did the thing for the football, and, and yesterday I, uh, a man walked up to me, and he said, hey, he said, I heard your, your thing on the radio a while ago, and it was, a, it was a deal before the MU football game that we'd put on there, and and, uh, uh, and he said, that's good. And people hear it. There's different ways that we get the Word of God out. And it's so important that we realize there's not just one way of doing it, but there's many ways to do it. But we've got to realize that we've got to have a, a, a leaky seed basket and we've got to sow the seed, which is the Word of God, to get it out to people's lives that they might get saved. If somebody didn't care about you, where would you be? If somebody never shared the gospel with you, where would you be? By all means, in which it's delivered, it's, it's the gospel and the, the very word of God. It can be John 3.16. It can be the Romans road. And, and like this track here, I think it's got the Romans road in it. And a, a, a way that we use of giving the gospel out and, and, and different ones of that nature. We call it the Romans road because it, we stay in the book of Romans and, and give scripture that, that shows a person how to receive Christ their Savior. It could be uh, the testimony of personal salvation in our own words that draws them to the Lord. It could, it, it's good seed. It's, it's God's word. It's uh, His love and His desire for all mankind to be saved. 
People need to see that. People are hurting and people are looking for some answers. People are realizing that, hey, listen, this day and time, there's some problems and, and things could really fall apart quick. And, and many people are looking for some answers. And the answer is Jesus Christ. But somebody's got to get the word of God to them. In 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord's not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, oh, preacher, boy, there's this one person I'd really like to tell them about Jesus Christ, but boy, they're mean as a yard dog. Sometimes the reason they're mean like that is because they're under conviction. Sometimes they're waiting for somebody to tell them about Jesus Christ. I've seen some of the people that you would think were some of the meanest people in the world that just melt when the gospel's given to them. I've seen some of those old mean fellers and bow the knee and the tears begin to roll down the cheek when they receive Jesus Christ their Savior. There's no one that is exempt from that we should say, well, there's no use giving them the gospel. Every single person, I don't care. Well, the preacher, they said they're an atheist. They don't believe in God. Give them the seed. The ground won't produce anything until you put the seed in it. Give them the seed. Give them the word of God. We've got to sow the seed in order for it to come up in the hearts and lives of, of others. You see, if you leave the seed in the barn, what good's it going to do? It's not going to do any good. You've got to get the seed out of the barn. What's the barn, preacher? These four walls. This is the barn. We've got to get the seed out there. We've got to get the word of God out to the lost and, and encourage them in the Lord and, and point them to Jesus Christ. You see... Could I say that we're not responsible for what they do with the seed? We're responsible for sowing it. Amen. We're not responsible for what they do with the seed. But we're responsible for getting the seed in the ground. That's our job. You see, I can't make you get saved. You couldn't make me get saved. The only thing we can do is give the gospel to somebody... And the Holy Spirit do with their heart and life. And they've got to choose what they're going to do with it. It's not our responsibility if they don't get saved, if we've given them the seed. We've warned them. We've given them the opportunity. Mark chapter 4 there, verse 4, begin there. It says, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the way side. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up. Because it had no depth of earth. But the sun was up and it scorched it. And because it had no root, it withered away. All of those that I just read about right there are people that the, that the gospel was given to. Is an example of people that the gospel was given to. And Satan or the things of this world choked it out and, and, and they did not get saved. You go on down to the Nexus. But... It says, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. It did grow up. It did come up. It doesn't mean that, it, that that person did get saved. They just didn't get in there and live for God. You go on down to the next verse. It talks about how the seed is said, and other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. And so you see those Christians, that, uh, that person getting saved, and they go on to live for the Lord. You see them growing in the Lord. You see them producing fruit themselves, uh, sowing the seed to others, getting the others in and, and encouraging others. It's not our responsibility what they do with the Word of God, but it is our responsibility to sow the Word of God. 
There is some things that we can do to help. It does help to find broken ground or good soil, you might say. Otherwise, you find people who are going through difficult times sometimes. Some of the greatest opportunities that we're going to have is during times like this when there's a lot of things happening, different struggles and problems. People need the Lord. It's a good opportunity. Their grounds broke up. And they need some answers to what's taking place. You talk to the lost world. I guarantee you talk to a lot of lost people. And you begin, if you bring up the fact that, hey, listen, we're, we're living in the last days. I think it's getting time for the Lord to come back. You want, you'll be surprised how many of the lost world will agree with you. Because they know something's happening. And many times that's good ground to sow the seed and say, boy, everybody needs to be ready. Everybody needs to be ready. They, they need to, to make sure they know Jesus Christ because He's getting ready to come back. This thing's getting ready to fold up like a deck of cards. And what we're needing today is that we, we need to look for good ground even to sow in. You never know what a person's going through that the Lord's using in preparing that heart for the seed that He wants you to sow for Him. You see, a lot of times you meet somebody, they may have a smile at Walmart, but inside, they're, 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 they're broken. They're, they're in, in, in desperation. They're, they're hurting, and, and they're looking for some answers. They're looking for some help, and, and they can put the smile on and because we've been taught that that's what you're supposed to do. And, and so they put smile. You never know where that seed's going to fall. It may fall into some very good ground that's broken up and ready. The Lord's already tilled it up, already plowed it up, ready for the seed. And the Lord takes you and brings you alongside to be able to sow the Word of God, to share the Word of God with someone, that they might get saved. You see, a lot of times we think about, well, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm going to live for the Lord, I'm going to serve God. Well, if you want to serve God, if you want to live for the Lord, do what Jesus did. He got the Word of God out. He shared what people needed. He pointed them to the Lord. He pointed them to Himself as, as the Savior. We should pray for the Lord to lead us to those who are searching. Can I tell you that a dangerous prayer, it's not dangerous, but I mean, you'll find out how serious you are. You get up in the morning. Would you sincerely ask the Lord to put somebody across your path that you could share the gospel with? He'll do it. He'll do it. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be saying, Lord, give me the opportunity. It might even be on a phone call. So well, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. I'm going to be at home all day. It might be on a phone call. He might lay somebody on your heart that he wants you to sit down and write a, a note to and stick a gospel track in. But the Lord is able to do that and desires to do that. We should ask Him to lead us to those who are maybe broke, have broken ground and He's dealing with them many times. Uh, like I said, we don't know what's going on, but the Lord knows what's going on in their life. Not only that, but we can water the seed. I believe that one of the needs is for us not to be cold. It's not just about putting out this and trying to get numbers. It's, we're not like the old... Like the old cowboy movies, the old gunslingers, they'd, however many they won, they'd put a notch on their gun. That's not what it's about. 
It's about souls in eternity. It's about lives being changed. It's about people receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior. It's not a competition. It's a commission to serve the Lord, to magnify Him, that souls would be saved, that lives would be changed. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to see anybody go to hell. You say, well, preacher, there's some, you know, there's some Muslims, there's the Hitlers and all them. I don't want to see them go to hell. You realize how much great glory that would bring to God to see them get saved? See their lives changed? To see them receive Jesus Christ their Savior? Well, I just, you know what? They need Christ also. We need to water the seed. The psalmist said in Psalms 126, verse 5 and 6, says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know what our problem is today as Christians? We don't shed any tears over lost souls anymore. Can I ask you, when's the last time you shed a tear over a lost soul? Think about that for a minute. When's the last time that you were so concerned about somebody, their need of salvation, that it broke your heart, that it brought a tear to your eye? Satan has hardened our hearts. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about Christians. He's hardened our hearts to where no longer do we see people filling the altars and praying for lost souls to be saved and calling them by name and waking up in the middle of the night asking God to save them and change them. We've lost that. We need to get those weepy eyes back for lost souls. We need to get our tears back. He that go forth and weepeth, bearing what? Precious seed. Shall doubtless... Come again with rejoicing and bringing his sheaves with him. Otherwise, the fruit of the seed that he wept over, that he prayed for, that they might be saved. I think if churches, again, if we, we've got so hardened and we've got so so dogmatic about some things that we forgot the greatest thing, and that is the need of souls being saved and lives being changed for the honor and glory of God. We need to get that back. We need to water with our tears. We need to water with our prayers, and we need to water with our love. And we need to water with a good testimony, a right spirit of, and faithfulness to God, living what you preach and, and with compassion. Sometimes you have to win them to you before you can win them to Christ. Let me say that again. Sometimes you've got to win them to you before you can win them to Jesus Christ. Sometimes we're so cold and so mechanical that they're not interested in what we've got to say. But when they see that we care about them and that we love them, 
it'll make a difference in their lives. And they'll begin to open up a little bit more and it'll, it'll work on the ground and they'll soften the ground. And they'll begin to receive the Word of God. There's those that I remember a lady and I, and I got her in church a time or two. But other preachers had went to visit her and she would just run them off. She was gruff. Her husband came to church and she didn't want anything to do. I'd go into the place where she, they had a business and she'd be sitting there and she'd be playing, um, she'd be gambling on the internet. Do that all the time. Rough. I'm not going to sit outside my room. I'd go in there and I'd say something to her and she'd rah, 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 rah. So what'd you do? Rah, 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 back at her. <laughs> I did that the first time or two and, she, and I'd grin at her and she'd look at me, shake her head and she'd grin. And I'd go back out there and and I'd back at her. She'd grin. Her husband told me one time, he said, I don't get it. He said, she run all the other preachers off. But she knew by the way I dealt with her and that I cared about her and wanted to get saved. To my knowledge, she never got saved. She said she was saved. No fruit of it. I hope she was. But when it come time to preach the funeral, they called me. And I got to be, give the gospel to her whole family. And boy, they were some rough ones. Give the gospel to the other side of the family. Opportunity to sow the seed. But she would have never listened to me, and she did listen. And I went through the plan of salvation and told her her need. And she'd sit there and shake her head, yes. And then I'd stop and say, I'm not here to push you. Well, it's a good thing. I said, but I did want you to hear about what the Lord loves you. Okay. And she'd go, I'd go my way. I'd come back once in a while. You see, sometimes people got to know how much you care before they care what you got to say. We have to work at it. And sometimes we have to win them to us before we can win them to Christ. There's been times that I have talked with people for weeks, over periods of times, over weeks and months, and have never given them the gospel. And one day the Lord opens the door and said, now's the time. And I knew what he was doing. I had to prove myself to them that I was real and that I cared about them before they'd ever listen. I'm not saying it's way with everybody, but there are those that that's what's got to be. And so we're to water the seed. The harvest is near. And it's coming.
Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And Matthew 2, 24, verse 44 says, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. We're running out of time. I really believe that. We're running out of time. We've got to sow the seed. We've got, as the world gets darker, we, we've got, we, we've got to lo- we're going to be losing the opportunities that God has given us. We've got to sow the seed. We've got to get the gospel out to everybody that we can. In closing, never become weary of sowing the seed for the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 and begin verse 7 says, Be, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And so what we find is that, hey, listen, we've got to sow the right thing so that we can reap the right thing. Too many Christians, far too many Christians are sowing the wrong seed. They're they're sowing the seed that will not bring others to Christ. They're sowing the seed that brings them to the flesh and the things of the flesh. They're all about themselves. Our lives should be about the Lord Jesus Christ and getting the gospel out wherever we go. Many are only sowing to their flesh and they never become. And and, and, hey, listen, we've got to understand that we've got to point them to that which is going to make a difference in eternity. Never become discouraged. Just keep on sowing. Keep on praying. Keep on loving. And you'll reap for the Lord. We need to rejoice when we see them come to the Lord. We need to rejoice when we see them, their lives change. We need to rejoice uh, when we see honor and glory brought to the Lord because they have received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Luke chapter 15 and verse 7 says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner, just one, that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. What's heaven get excited about? Someone getting saved. I'm talking about all of heaven rejoices. And oh, how we ought to get excited. And how we ought to rejoice. We're moving into a busy time with Thanksgiving, Christmas, boom, 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 like that. First of the year, New Year's. You're going to be in a place with family and friends. And some of them do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Can I say this? And I I don't know. And you don't know. But this could be the last chance that we have to sow the seed in some of their lives. We never know, do we? We never know. We never know when we're going to get that phone call that so-and-so was killed in an accident. We never know when we're going to get that phone call that so-and-so passed away. We never know when we show up to work and that place next to where we work is empty. And somebody comes and says, oh, did you hear? So-and-so died. We never know when we're going to go to, the, to Walmart and that checkout that we always went to because we liked them and everything, but we never told about Jesus Christ. But 
And all of a sudden, somebody else is there. We never know when we go to the gas station. And it's kind of funny. I've got a pretty close schedule of the morning. And I hit things about the same time because of driving a bus. It's on boom, 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 boom. And then I go, uh, usually go to Casey's and get me something to drink and maybe something to eat for uh, that morning. And I'll see about the same people every morning. There's one man that I, I've run into, and I'm not going to call his name. He's been nice, and we'd chat back and forth. And, and uh, I asked him the other day, I said, who are you? I said, I, I talk to you every morning. What's your name? And he told me, and I said, where you work? And he told me, and I told him who I was, and pastor over here. And what I'm trying to do is open a door, build a relationship to give the gospel. But what if tomorrow I walk in there and somebody calls him by name and says, did you hear about so-and-so? He's in a car wreck and he's dead. You see, life is short. It's brief. The Bible says it's as a vapor that appears for a little time and vanisheth away. This Christmas, this Thanksgiving, this New Year's, it may be a last chance. The Lord could come back, or we may even go home to be with the Lord. Who knows? I want to sow seed until the Lord comes. Sow the seed. Let God do a work in hearts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. Lord, stir our hearts for lost souls. We thank you for saving our soul. Lord, you put people in our hearts and lives, Lord, that pointed us to Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be willing to do the same for others. Lord, help us to care enough to get the gospel out, to have a leaky seed basket wherever we go, to have a good testimony, to have a good witness that others can see Jesus Christ in us and that it will make a difference in their lives. Lord, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. How soon we forget what, why you left us here is to be that sower. That you might get the honor and glory, that you might save souls. Lord, challenge every heart here. And Lord, may we, even this week, begin to look for those opportunities to sow that seed. For this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight?